Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. tonight for AEW. She's the first transgender woman to win a championship. So congrats to Nyla. Uh, moving forward, I told you I'm not going to make that the bulk of the discussion and say, you know, representation is important, but <laughs> representation is important. So you go, girl. Anyways, moving forward, because I have to have proof, right? that AEW has beaten WWE in ratings. So I will read the numbers for you, and then I'm going to read Dynamite, if you will. And, uh... (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, AEW Dynamite. Hmm... I don't agree with this review, and I don't think that's what I was looking for, but thank you. Okay. I, um, (laughs) there's so many reviews, no. Okay, so, according to this, listen to this, though. It says, according to Ryan Satan, the pro wrestling sheet, Triple H responded to AEW Dynamite, consistently garnering higher viewership and a better rating in the 18 to 49 demographic than NXT on Wednesday nights. Oh, come on. It's about the long game and if it would do as people, younger demos, blah, 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 blah. Well, NXT has scored a handful of wins in the four months. The shows have gone head-to-head. AEW has generally won the viewership and demo battles. Okay. So they've won viewership and demo battles. Triple H noted that the demo breakdown for NXT is similar to Raw, which may be due to the fact that both shows air on the USA Network. Although NXT is lagging a bit behind AEW as far as the number as far as the numbers are concerned, the shows are consistently good. And NXT, I kind of to differ. And NXT Takeover Portland boasts a stat card and has a chance to be one of the best wrestling events of 2020. So, 
Triple H is also discussed NXT superstar Matt Riddle and the notion that Vince McMahon is unhappy with him in some way. All right, well, that didn't give me any numbers. And I know, you know me, guys. I like to read numbers. So Dynamite is currently averaging a 0.38 rating in adults 18 to 49 with approximately 905,000 total viewers per week. With AEW show doing double or better than NXT's 18 to 49 rating, its first four weeks on the air, NXT is averaging 0.26 rating and 795,000 total viewers. This was in January. A live episode of AEW Dynamite beat a pre-taped 2019 awards edition of NXT. Of course it did, because it was just an award show. Um... Here's what I got to say about numbers. Numbers are numbers. Quality is quality. And I must tell you, after watching one episode of AEW Dynamite, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Because what should have happened in their first airings back in October waited to happen till now. Because in pro wrestling, you must have builds, you must have feuds, and you must have story arcs. There must have. You just got to be fucking entertained is what I think. And if you like AEW, and some of you people who love Omega and Jericho and Moxley, that's fine. There's no shame in liking those dudes because they are awesome dudes. And more so than just awesome dudes, I'm going to... Look up AEW Dynamite results right now, not to be petty, but just to just to read, you know, to read what I say. I actually actually let me rephrase that. I'm going to read you the AEW results. There, I thought, jeez, Louise, cannot talk tonight. It's about time Nyla Rose beat Rio. Good lord, took her forever to do it. Took only four months to fucking do it. Okay, so AEW extended its perfect streak to 6-0 in 2020, garnering 928,000 viewers. I think it's because they're the new shiny toy in town, and you give it time, fans will start to realize that, you know, it's about even, it's wrestling, you know, it's a wrestling show. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, that's six weeks in a row. Um, so... Most viewed, Moxley Strikes Back, 1,741,720 views. Least viewed, Pac Unleashes the Beast. Okay. So, February 12th, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defeats SCU. Again, I have no idea why they paired Hangman Page with, uh, that's so fucking funny. A battle royal. You know, how many fucking battle royals can AEW have in one fucking fell swoop, dude? Every single show. And you know something? Fans will say, well, you're just, that's just biased. No. I'm going to show you my true colors, and here's the truth. Dustin Rose defeats Sammy Guevara. Because it makes sense. The inner circle needed, you know, 
uh, let's see here, Sammy Guevara, Santino Ortiz, whatever. Oh, they don't do promos, do they? Here's a you know a good clip of Dustin Rhodes. I'm not gonna play it, but <laughs> he beat Guevara. And dear Lord, okay. Britt Baker explains her actions. Who cares? Uh, Nyla Rose defeats Riho about damn time. MJF defeats Jungle Boy. Okay, who cares? Um, Moxley defeats Santana. An eye for an eye. Yeah, um, I think these results are a bit old, don't you think? Or are they tonight? I know they're tonight. (laughs) God. Okay, so an eye for an eye match. I just... Oh, I love this. These Texas fans didn't know Jericho saw him nearly as well as others have. Plus, they were very slow and uncoordinated to get to the chorus. Ah, Texas. Santana's eye accessory was 100 times better than Sean Poxley. <laughs> an eye for an eye match. You know, it's uh, it doesn't surprise me that Moxley's in that style of match because he's one crazy fucker. And um, two, it's about damn time Nyla Rose won the championship from Riho. She should have won that inaugural women's title to begin with back in fucking October. Oh, and consistent stories. Yeah, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin makes sense because the inner circle has been feuding with guys like Moxley, Omega. Who else? Oh, yeah, Hangman Page isn't even in the picture, but different picture. They beat SCU. Could Hangman Page and Omega become the new AEW Tag Team Champions? Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't pain me to do an AEW review, folks, because after all, you know, the tagline on this show has always been, we report anything and everything professional wrestling. And we do so in a professional manner. But we also do so in an honest manner. For those of you who watch AEW thinking this is good shit, whatever floats your boat is my common response to you. Um, eventually, not by happenstance, not because... Certain things in AEW need to either stay the course or just keep on doing the random bullshit and eventually people will say, holy fuck, this this broadcast is all over the fucking joint. The consistent stories, like, I thought that Dustin was feuding with Hager, but now he's feuding with Guevara. I guess it's because it's the inner circle. It kind of works, doesn't it? I never, you know, like I said, from day one, AEW has been showing promise. And, boy, their promise has been, we will give the fans actual professional wrestling. And then you take little jab shots here and there. I'm sorry we broke the fourth wall, unlike that other company. They don't directly say WWE, but in their promos, every other fucking one, either Cody or Chris, will sit there and mention the WWE, 
and take jabs at it. You know, I haven't mentioned the company I used to work for in quite some time. That'd be like me mentioning it every single fucking time in a promo or in a commercial saying the big fuck you. I don't. Because then it says to the fans who actually fucking pay attention instead of all the unnecessary shit and the hardcore because there are a lot of sadists in this world that just want to see guys' heads being bashed in by steel chairs because it gives certain people woodies. Let me just explain why tonight's AEW is a mixed bag. You have Britt Baker trying to explain her actions. Okay, who cares? You have Moxley and an eye for an eye match. I don't know whether to be disturbed, laugh, or cry. I don't know what emotion to convey for that style of match. But I I do want to point out, <clears throat> folks, that I have 46 minutes left. NXT tonight, you know, Adam Cole and Ciampa's, you know, confrontation. Gargano and Cameron Grimes, not a bad match. Um, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. Yawn, 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 yawn. And into, you know, a small package, one, two, three. Okay. Or the winner gets to be the number one contender for Jordan Devlin's uh, title and Portland. Bianca Belair making a statement tonight against uh, Santana Garrett and then Rhea Ripley. Uh, Velveteen Dream is pulling the Rick Rude move, you know, when he when Rick Rude used to taunt Jake the Snake or any dude who he was facing though. He put the wife on the crotch, but Dream put Marina Shafir and uh, Roderick Strong's son on the pant leg. I think it's a stroke of fucking genius. And guess what? Even after a year, that feud makes sense and it stays put. And it doesn't go all over the damn joint. I'll get to a minute. <clears throat> because the title of this show is what? AEW versus NXT Reprise. Hmm. Um, sure, you know, it follows the same format as USA Network. For those of you wanting to know how you can contact us, it's Russell underscore radio. you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, you send this straight to it. And I will do my best to answer the fucking questions. Why? Because I can and I like to torture myself. Anyways, not always. Anyway, so tonight, you know, Kushida versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole, of course, gets the victory. But to begin the night, Roderick Strong and Bronson Reed. Velveteen with a little distraction. I thought it was great. I thought that, you know, Velveteen pulling the strings and doing that Rick Rue gimmick. Only thing is, he's like, he told me, you threw me off a trailer and you tried to ruin my career. This is post-match because we knew Roderick Strong wasn't going to lose to Bronson Reed. All right. That part was entertaining. 
to say the least. And for some of you critics out there, oh, that's just like the attitude here. First of all, motherfuckers, no, nothing close. All right. And if it pulls at the strings, the workers, the wrestlers did their jobs. Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream, who is magnificent, you know, in what he does. He's a craftsman. Oh, I sound like a fucking biased fucker, don't I? But you know what? Why don't we skip this, you know, charade of me, you know, playing nicey-nice? And why don't we get down the brass tacks? Because I have 43 minutes to do this. Before we do, though, if you would like to go to a true professional wrestling school, I mean, this place will teach you a lot. I've been to two of their camps in Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey, the world-famous Monster Factory, run by, owned by Danny Cage. The phone number is on the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, and also the website itself. Invest in yourself. Become a pro wrestler, commentator, ring announcer, manager, referee. And oh, yes, wrestlers, because Monster Factory is world famous. It has housed the likes of Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Matt Riddle, Sonny, Bam Bam Bigelow, I don't want to point the body Donnas, Mosh and Thrasher, the Headbangers, Sean Waltman, X-Pac. Those of you who want to invest in yourself and make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler come true, starts with you. Invest in yourself and become a professional wrestler. You get the gist. Do not email the office. The phone number is right there. It is right there. Trust me. This group of guys and gals, they are awesome, and they are taught well by Danny Cage. No joke, man. He is hes the best. All right? All right, folks. The following podcast has a lot of expletive language. If you have small children under the age of 14, we urge you to put cotton balls in your ears and pipe possibly send them outside in the cold or the extreme heat to avoid repeating what they hear. And if they repeat what they hear from my mouth, I'm going to hold no shame in saying, boy, your children are a bunch of dumbasses. Educated, but also stupid for repeating what I say. I mean, I have enough F-bombs in my arsenal to create World War III verbally, okay? Anyways, Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast. It was coined on March 7, 2016. So, any use, dissemination, or reuse, or redistribution of the title Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45. For every usage of the phrase or title off the rails uncensored, 2020 Incorporated. All right, enough of the fucking bullshit. Let's just, let's have some fun, folks, because buckle up, fuckers. I cannot promise you that you will be offended, laugh, or have any kind of emotion after this podcast. All right? Monkeys in the truck, hit my music. Bitches, dig it. Look in my eyes. 
It's one thing to have ratings. It's another thing, and I've said this to friends, and they know who they are, to have consistency in wrestling and for fans to know what the hell you are trying to convey. Some may say, shut the fuck up, it's just a show. Some may say, well, this guy I like because of all the moves he does in the ring. 18 to 40. Let me let me pose this. So six weeks in a row, AEW's beaten NXT. What stories do they have, might I ask you? And yes, they have AEW Dark, and their shows have beaten Raw, SmackDown Live, and NXT. So you give the devil its due. But there is going to be one thing that I'll be honest with you, I really, after October, never really paid attention to AEW simply because they have a group of guys they know that are their key players. Dustin Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, basically the entire inner circle. Santina. Santana. Santana. Santana, Santina, tomato, tomato. It all makes sense. Santana and Ortiz, the uh, Puerto Rican version of the Steiners, or reject version thereof. Um, actually, no. Um, so Dustin Reynolds or Dustin Co. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes goes one on one with Sammy Guevara. Explain to me, folks, how that makes sense. You've got wrestlers that have open contracts and can do whatever the fuck they. You know, they please just to keep them happy and not confined to a wrestling schedule. Shouldn't Dustin be feuding with Jake Hager? There should be a lot of questions and there shouldn't be a lot of answers. With AEW, you never know. Nyla Rose. And I'll emphasize this now. And they're like, well, you shouldn't focus on the past. You should be happy for her now. I am happy for her. However, I'm going to tell you right now. There seems to be a lot of discrepancies with the way AEW runs certain things and people are not noticing it for the time for whatever fucking reason this is how you know things started off and then it'll be a trade off right NXT will come back and get more ratings and do better there are times when AEW you know has a big old question mark in my head should I turn them on Or should I flush random shit down the toilet? I don't know how to... Actually, yes, I do know how to word this. Though the demographics between 18 to 49 is 0.38, and that's a big percentage. 0.26 is with NXT, also a big percentage. Former NXT marks are now AEW marks. AEW doesn't even have a fucking training facility. Where do they train? Okay, also, AEW gets homegrown talent. 
they get people who train from wrestling schools. Again, where's your fucking training facility? Because look at Chris Jericho. The man is fucking amazing. And he can, you know, he can mic, he can work. What happened to him? Physically speaking, I'm not a specimen either, but I know when he looks similar to me in, you know, belly fat, I'm thinking, did you just decide to do the whatever the fuck diet and win people over because they know your name and they know your ability in ring, out of ring? That's my, you know... The ratings, yes, six weeks in a row, NXT has lost to AEW. That's the same thing that happened in October, and then November came. And there was such a thing, you know, called the momentum shifted just for a bit. So I think that, in my opinion, AEW versus NXT reprise, I believe the, the winner still to this day, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, Professional wrestling is wrestling. I've heard that spiel many times. I'm going to have to go with NXT because, yeah, they had to call Balor down. So what if they call Charlotte or the Revival? doesn't matter because when you weather the storm, that is AEW. AEW, if you add, okay, the components of ECW and WCW, and at a touch of uh, TNA and the Attitude Era, that must be great for some of you who watch this shit. But to me and others who actually see AEW for the fraud that they are, and the fraud that they are meaning you've got the inner circle, you've got weird fucking decisions booking-wise when it comes to booking Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes. Why? When it would make more sense if you feuded him with uh, Jake Hager? Mm -hmm. Because Jake Hager and him have it out for each other. Jake Hager was the one that injured Dustin in the first place. But no, let's book him against the dude whose tongue might get stuck on a pole one of these days, Sammy Guevara. I'm trying, you know, I, not trying, I'm just being my honest self about a group of people who in five years may or may not still be intact. You never know. It's professional wrestling, folks. I mean, look at Lucha Underground. They were the hot new topic for a minute. And then shit hit the fan. So, yeah. AEW's got a whole bunch of mix of professional wrestling. So you got to have your hardcore. You have to have your serious wrestling. You even have your comedic. And you have your high flyers. I think some people forget. Why am I so honest? Why am I so brutally honest with folks about AEW? I think it's because, well, there's just, there's a lot of shit that goes inside my mind when I turn 
the replay on because I have to report it to you guys. So me being brutally honest is only the tip of the iceberg, right? My thought process on what Cody, Dustin, and Chris, and whomever else is in the circle of doing this, you guys, there's no doubt in my mind that AEW is making money. But eventually you're going to have to go out and go to the bigger arenas, not just small arenas that are like 4,500, 6,000, 7,200, 4,300. It's a wonder why they're getting ratings because they're the brand new shiny toy that everyone wants to play with. Granted, if they had been around for about five to ten years, sure, people might be more invested in their product. Six weeks in a row, I'd say the viewership's up because, well, I've never seen this before. I think this is pretty cool. My opinion, or others' opinions on AEW, where's your tag team division? You say that JR even made the mistake of saying the phrase, this tag team wrestling actually meant something. Again, taking pop shots at WWE. You guys really need to quit fucking doing that. And just shut the fuck up and wrestle, please. People take shots at WWE all the time because Raw is a guaranteed mixed bag show and a half. SmackDown Live went from being premiere to okay, I guess I'll turn you know, I'll turn you on. It's the same, you know, prime players on WWE's end. I give, you know, credit where credit is due for AEW. But at the same fucking time, it's like, who is fucking feuding with whom? They said, we'll leave that up to us. We'll decide that. You guys just watch. Then, and shortly then thereafter... You got, it's just like, I think AEW, I hate to say this, but they're like the Vegas Raiders. They got cast-offs and misfits that somehow fit the misfit puzzle that AEW has. The pieces are all there in some kind of jangled, weird way. Not to, <laughs> that's the last time I compare them to something I like. I'm not totally cynical about this group. AEW. And yes, I can be very cynical about WWE when it comes to um <laughs> when it comes to putting shit together in a lineup or you know, reviewing a card. Being on the other side of the spectrum does not give me oh yeah, I was a I was a former manager and uh, I know everything. No. I like learning something new. I like seeing things that I haven't seen before. And when I say that, I've not seen Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. I sure as hell have not seen Gargano and Balor. I have sure as hell not seen Keith Lee versus Dynamo and Dijkovic. 
you know, on the grand stage of things. Not, you know, I've seen them do it on NXT live shows on Wednesdays, but here's what I'm going to tell you. It's not the fact that AEW does not have talent. They have the talent. They just don't know what to fucking do with them. Again, this will be the second time that I say this. That's like the uh, Vegas Raiders. Having talent, knowing not know what to do with some of them. Not knowing where to fucking place them. Consistency is the main thing that I strive for when I watch professional wrestling. Even if it's a shitty-ass story like Lana, Rusev, Lashley, guess the fuck what? As bad and as horrible and pathetic as that idea and concept is, it's consistent and it needs to fucking die. Whoever's writing this shit, you need to be shot in the balls with a fucking bow and arrow. The intrigue is another thing. I'm intrigued that there's an eye for an eye match. I didn't know Negan and Negan were going to wrestle on live TV. This is the thing, man. Pro wrestling is like an open platform for just criticisms now. I never once said, dude, by the way, that AEW is terrible and they're, you know, and they're terrible talent. No, I never said that. Their talent is there. They just don't know what the fuck to do with them. Jungle Boy, let's see who else, Sunny Kiss. That's why they have so many wrestlers. They take them and they put them in spots where they can actually see the other talent in different towns or however they fucking do it. I just find it funny that people forget you don't need one million fucking factions to make your group a success. Otherwise, you know, it's going to become a clusterfuck booking-wise because you have the Dark Order, the Elite, the Inner Circle. I mean, if this was any bigger of a party, I'd say, you know, Cody Rhodes said it once on a DVD, you know, for NWO or did, you know, the behind-the-scenes documentary of it. There's way too many fucking cooks in the kitchen. And here's another thing. Wrestlers should not, some wrestlers, definitely should not be in charge of booking matches. Want to know why? Because then you'll have another Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, Hall. And that means let's book for ourselves. Let's not get any of the talent over. Let's just book for ourselves. In a weird, roundabout fucking way, you know, people have read the articles, you know, that Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes have interviewed for, and it's pretty much the same shit. We're looking for homegrown talent. We wouldn't want to be oversaturated with WWE talent. I can list... Several people, Justin, Cody, Jake, Chris Jericho, soon-to-be EC3, Britt Baker, 
That's not oversaturated. Hmm. Why don't you fuckers take a look in the mirror, yo? There's a lot of hypocrisies that AEW has. Despite the hypocrisies, like I said, the guys who are going to give us eventually a show, I don't know when, are the ones that are somewhat genius but also somewhat ignorant because, you know, you have a champion that says we are not booking for ourselves, yet here he is as a champion because why? You have to have a name to put that belt around his waist, and I'm referring to Jericho. The hilarity of what he did when he won the title was he left the championship inside a limousine not thinking that it was going to be stolen when he went to a Texas roadhouse and then it gets stolen and then the Florida PD you know reported it and showed a picture of it it's like that's why you never leave that shit in the car man just saying that one reason why to hate AEW no it's not hate it's just giving the real NXT yes it has its dull bland lethargic moments at times not really it has its dull moments when they pick up a microphone you know I mean even though Roderick Strong's promo wasn't the greatest it brought the point home these two companies AEW and WWE, they are going to go like two bulls locking horns. Right now, AEW is pushing their hooves in the mud and moving NXT back right now. But like I'm going to tell you, this is this was the scene in October. And the hilarity of this is I don't think people fully understand just how this works. You can beat a company for a whole month and then the next month turns around and the ratings will go up, they'll go down. The ratings go up, they'll go down. It all depends on us, the fucking viewers. We are the ones who watch this shit and determine what we like and what we don't like. But I am the fucker that gives you, the listening audience, for those of you who haven't seen my pretty face, you get to hear my beautiful audio as well. In stereo. Dig it. <clears throat> you see, I'm getting a lot of questions on Instagram and also Facebook. That's what that ding was for. All right. To answer your question, and I believe Portland's going to be a success. I also believe that AEW, you know, they're doing, finally, it took them after, let's see, uh, November, December, four months, four months for Nyla Rose to win the Women's Championship from Rio, when, in fact, she should have won it the first time around. Well, why it took four months, that's a, that's called a wrestling gun. To me... I believe that a championship is sacred, and then if someone logically should beat someone and you look on paper, you look at Nyla's height, you look at her weight, you look at Riho, 
Riho's like a fucking twig. You could bend, crack, snap her, and pop her in like one sentence. That's just my personal take on it. The eye for an eye match. I I don't know, man. I cringe because I've had four eye surgeries, and watching that shit, it doesn't surprise me with Moxley's style because he's been this way since CZW. If WWE would have just let the lid off of him, probably would have had Moxley introduced, kind of Mick Foley style, maybe in multiple personalities. I don't know. But his eye for an eye match with Santana, let me just point this out. If you like seeing extreme violence and you are a bunch of sadists, watch CZW. Watch Boxley, or best yet, you know, pay attention to the warning labels when he has a match. That is, Pac unleashing. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, unleashing the beast. Omega. <laughs> I met the dude. He's pretty nice. I met him at WrestleCon. Do I know him personally? No. But I think he's a pretty cool dude. Jericho. Also nice. Does he know what he's doing? Yes. And no. Because, yeah, six weeks in a row, AEW beat NXT. I'm repeating that on a loop like a fucking madman. But what I'm actually trying to say is you may beat them in ratings, but your fucking stories blow ass. How so? Where in the fuck is the consistency with you guys? With AEW? What, you know, the structure? Where is the structure on your show? It's two and you know, it's two hours and then some long because you want to stretch it because of your competition with WWE. You notice most of the people that have done these shows back and forth, you know, the WCW, WWE, or F, ratings war between Jay and Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, the two voices, the two vocal cords, the two lively points, the two chess pieces that made their respective chessboards look good because here's what I'm going to tell you. Shivani and Ross are great. Excalibur, I guess that's their Nigel McInnes. Nigel, though, I have mad respect for because the man's been through a lot. But the, that trio, you know, in NXT versus the trio announcing for AEW, I'm sure they have mutual respect for one another, but when it comes to commentating a match, the styles have changed. The formats have changed since that time. I think that a lot of people understand that WWE 
is different from, well, AEW. Duh. <laughs> There's a lot of differences. NXT has Mara Ronella. AEW has JR. Seth Phoenix, I guess, you know, the third, Nigel McGinnis is the color heel. And then you have Beth Phoenix, who is the color commentator. Who tries to add emotion, kind of gets annoying sometimes, but she does her best. Excalibur is just as bad as Michael Cole. <clears throat> I don't know how to describe his commentating style, but if we're comparing and contrasting commentators, because I'm trying to ignore some ignoramus trying to message me saying I don't know what I'm talking about. I will, I have watched back and forth flipped back and forth AEW. I watched the some of the replay. So like I said, it's too little too late when Nyla Rose should have been the dominant champion. I'm pretty sure it would have been great. Her and Austin Kong or Jazz going at it. That's another thing. You've got to understand why I'm just being honest. It's because in professional wrestling, fans are now told what they like and what they shouldn't like. That's not how professional wrestling should be. And you can't tell a fan they should convey a certain emotion. They should not say anything. Okay, so we shouldn't be honest. I've repeated myself and Luke in certain times of the night, but I'm going to repeat myself again. Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Hmm. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. My emotional response to that match is, the fuck is wrong with you? If he's been feuding with Jake Hager and he couldn't make it because of some MMA fight, you know, okay, whatever. The All-American American, he doesn't like being referred to that. We the people, and as Jericho put it, that was a failed gimmick that was poorly written. Jab at WWE. And this is also, you know, speaking of Chris Jericho, he has his good points, he has his bad points. He's got a shit ton of accolades. Great worker, great on the mic. They asked him, and I'll repeat this, why did you leave WWE? What was the main reasoning behind you leaving? I think me and Kevin Owens could have done a great job. We shouldn't have been the curtain jerk. We should have been this. We should have been that. I'm not going to fault Chris for saying that because I, you know, I agree with him a whole hundred percent that there should have been a better build up between Kevin Owens and him, and that they should have been put on a higher pedestal. At least, you know, second to main or third match remains somewhere near the main event. I agree with him on that. And yes, Cody Rhodes breaking uh, Triple H's chair, a replica thereof, the King's Throne. I don't think that'd be a wise idea. That's like the Trojans opening up the horse, you know. 
the Pandora of all things. Someone's very similar to their father-in-law. When he's when his back is up against the wall, he's going to come out swinging. I agree with Hunter's assessment. In give it five set five to seven years, AEW will be like TNA or very similar to because why? It's just going to be one of those, okay, you did all these cool things, because now I'm going to quote from The Undertaker, when you do flippy, flippy shit, or I got to do this stuff in the corner, then the audience expects two more moves, and what are you going to do after that? AEW has a lot of high flyers like Private Party, SCU, Hangman Page, Johnny Moxley, Omega, Jericho, practically... 76% of the roster from AEW can do a suicide dive. They can do a senton. They can do an acai moonsault. They can do a whole bunch of shit. The question is, like the Undertaker said, is it necessary? They are, well, yeah, they're putting on displays is what AEW is doing, but they're not telling stories. Oh, yes, because an unprotected chair shot that Cody took is telling the story that sometimes dumbassery still lives, folks. Cody is also one of those that's a brilliant mind that got held back when he was in WWE. But what stories has AEW told you guys? Other than the fact that Orange Cassidy puts his hands in his pockets, and he entertains the fuck out of the crowd with his stupid, I'm going to do moves with my hands in my pocket. Tell me something, kid. When you get whacked in the face with a kick, and you're putting your hands in your pocket, at what point is that going to be a thing? After a while, people will be like, okay, he's like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. This dude will constantly do stuff to be flash and pizzazz. But outside of that, what and I'm going to say what The Undertaker says, what do you have aside from doing all these flips and high-risk maneuvers? And NXT, the only thing that bothers me or bothered me tonight was one guy does a move, another guy rebound and do another move. Leo Rush and Angel Garza. Bounce off the rope, let's do it Type mentality I'm not so sure about that either So what does this have to do With AEW versus NXT Tell us a story man That's all you gotta. That's all you really have to do In the ring And even if you're doing some, something Quite emotional on the mic that Chanto did tonight Talking about How his life was taken from him He stood at the podium He gave Triple H the title He shook his hand, blah 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 Tell a story. Take us on a journey. That's all I ask as a wrestling fan. And AEW, boy, you know, talk about journeys. Um, you want to be going up the uh, roller coaster, eating a corn dog, drinking a soda if you're that talented, which I don't think is possible, but eating before you go on a roller coaster ride and then you puke your guts out because there's so many turns, so many loops and 
bells and whistles that goes on during that fucking roller coaster ride of emotions watching AEW, their specialty matches don't seem to be short either. Eyes for an eye. Balls count anywhere. No disqualification. Is there has there ever been a disqualification in AEW history? Not to say that I want to see it, but it took it took them a full four months to rectify the problem that was Rio being a champion because no offense, I could wrap my arms around her multiple times and it would not touch her stomach. Britt Baker apologizing for what? Who cares? And if we really want to press the issue of both companies facing off with one another, like I said, I'm going to show my true colors. Because the Hall of Fame Hunter said it best. And in five to seven years when I outright own their company, and their people will be coming to beg me for a job. Owner said, I will only be too happy to tell you so. Because look at TNA. Some of them ended up in NXT first. Robert Rude. Anyone? And his styles did not end up in... Uh, NXT, but I mean, he jumped ship right to the Royal Rumble. That's because management turned into a joke. You got wrestlers running the ship. Eventually, that ship's either going to sink, kind of sail, and then putt-putt its way to the fucking dock and be like, man, we're done, or, or they might surprise everyone and last about five to ten years because people... Competition is good for the greater good of professional wrestling. I get it. I'm just siding with the black and gold because consistent stories, you know, feuds that make sense, uh, not having a specialty match every single which way you turn when it comes to AEW every other fucking week. Battle Royal. That is the worst to watch unless there's some kind of uh, stipulation during the battle royal I said the structure has to be more decent than what it's been giving the fans you know six weeks in a row AEW's averaged 900,000 people to watch their bullshit <clears throat> and I know my, uh, my co-host reports on them But I didn't bullet point anything tonight, man. I have been 100% honest. I just felt better because I got a lot of shit off my chest about AEW that I didn't like. I like the fact that Jericho and them are there. I don't necessarily have to be a fan of AEW, and I'm not. And i tell you why, because like I'm going to repeat this. Yeah, they sell out arenas, small ones. Where is your Barclays, Madison Square Garden, Sprint Centers, the FedEx Arena? You guys brag about, you know, selling out arenas that are small, but it begs the fucking question, 
when are you guys going to take the leap? Because we know that your company can make money. Or are you afraid that it's going to show a big old bunch of tarps, even though you guys get a shit ton of ratings? I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder if AEW would have the balls to go into a bigger-sized arena and put one of their pay-per-views in there because they know they can sell out, right? The first, you know, fighter fest, they had to bring chairs because there's so many people and there was less, you know, less accommodations for that event. But again, you know, like I said, especially matches that Moxley gets himself into, mouse traps, glass shards and chairs. The man is absolutely nuts. No one said he had to be sane. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not just Moxley that intrigues me. It's the inconsistency that AEW has going on right now. Their structure or lack thereof, their version of structure is, well, somebody has to go against the inner circle. You want to talk about faction heavy. That's not just, okay, there's like six to seven members in that group now. It's like overflowing. And that's my thought, you know, the laughter from an audience, you know. NXT, the show is very slow tonight. It's usually explosive before the takeover. Portland, I am excited for because this is leading up to WrestleMania. We don't know if Bianca Belair is finally going to win her women's title. And is that what does that mean for Rhea Ripley? Don't know. Is she going to show up again in NXT UK? I don't know, man. That's all up to the creative powers of be, and I wish I was a part of the creative to... Uh, No, not to help AEW, my friend. More like help out, you know, in NXT or, gee, I don't know, WWE Raw, which seems to be WWE's train wreck right now. A lot of people say they would help. But genuinely, you know, if you look at the show, it would take a cosmetic makeover to help WWE Raw. Given what they've given all of us to see and watch with Lana, Rusev, and Lashley. Very frightening, if you ask me. <clears throat> Overall, I believe I'm going to pick uh, NXT because they can weather a storm and they're not afraid. AEW is, you know, there's a group of talented guys They've got potential, but I just feel in my heart of hearts that in five to ten years, AEW is not going to be around for very much longer. That's just my take on it. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And uh, that's all I have to say. So, (laughs) to those bitches I got to sleep and get out in this nasty cold. Go Yanks.
Oh, and by the way, Yankee Nation, Granny Hulkster, a.k.a. Lori Burt, is a huge Yankee fan now. So, enjoy. Dig it. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality, the cult of personality. I know your anger, I know your dreams. All right, folks, your old Brian Rail's got a little treat for you. All right, all right. Let's send you out on an outro that works. Dig it. Personality, the cult of personality.